Hello and welcome to 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel. And you even get to pick your own horse. Welcome to the podcast of Seven Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, Episode 1, Season 1, Riding the Roller Coaster. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist. Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at 7 peppers at gmail.com or you can tweet us at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s or on Facebook at 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. This week's quote of the cast. This is from the Rocky Balboa movie. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Introducing this week's guest. Ha, the joke's on you. There's no guest today. Christine is going to share her journey and what led her and me to starting this podcast. Go ahead, Chris. So here's my roller coaster ride and what knocked me out. Easter 2017. I started experiencing some unusual symptoms at the tail end of the worst cold of my life. It all started with not being able to feel my left eye. Then it carried on to not interpreting temperatures properly on the left side of my face. I was at work the day before Good Friday. I work at a steel mill and my work often takes me outside where a big part of my job was doing ultrasonic testing on steel bars. It was chilly that spring. If you could call snow and freezing temperatures spring. The yard where the steel bars were stored was full of icy mud puddles. I remember that day so clearly. It was overcast, the clouds ripe with impending flurries. I was wearing my steel-toed rubber boots to navigate the flooded areas without soaking my feet. The wind was cold, but strangely, it felt hot on the left side of my face. I know I thought it odd, but being busy, I didn't spend too much time thinking about it. When I finally made it home that night, uh, I was pooped. My daughter, luckily, had made dinner, a spicy curry dish. She loves super spicy food. I'm not a fan, but I wasn't going to turn down a dinner someone else made. But again, strangely, I didn't find it too spicy. I wasn't connecting any dots between not feeling my left eye, the cold wind feeling hot, and now the not-so-spicy but actually really spicy dinner. Over the entire long weekend, 
my symptoms kept increasing, starting to run down my entire left side. By Sunday, I was also starting to feel off balance and lightheaded. Now, I need to confess something. I've been a first aid instructor since 1995. I teach all about different medical emergencies. Because the symptoms were all on my left side, stroke did cross my mind over the weekend. But I am so stubborn. I immediately dismissed the idea, looking for other reasons for my symptoms. I could not believe something like a stroke could happen to me. Let me give you a bit of a background about myself. I love to be busy. And I love physical busyness as well as mental. That's why my job suits me so well. It combines both. Health is very important to me. Only two weeks before all this started, my son and I had snowshoed up a mountain in Waterton National Park. The snow was six feet deep in places. We covered 14 kilometers that day. I also regularly monitor my blood pressure, which is normal, keep my weight at a healthy level, exercise regularly, and before my stroke, I think I came close to eating the recommended 10 to 12 portions of fruits and vegetables every day. I have done the Canadian death race twice. Okay, as part of a team, not by myself. Have run two full and several half marathons. Have done lots of exciting adventures, mostly with my kids. We have gone whitewater rafting, caving, and my eldest daughter and I were just getting into backpacking in the mountains. We even had a backpacking trip already booked for about three months after my stroke. I remember telling a neurology resident that I thought I'd be good to go by then. She just shook her head. My biggest downfall was I kept myself too busy. I had lists upon lists of things I wanted to get done. I had troubles not making my days way too busy. To try and manage, I'd give up on sleep and not give myself any time for breaks. Back to Easter weekend, though. Finally, I went to the doctor on Easter Monday. My usual regular blood pressure was skyrocket high for some strange reason. The next day, my doctor had scheduled an urgent CT scan. All night, my husband and I felt the roller coaster car slowly traveling up the steep incline towards the top in the scary unknown of what was below. That first scan determined that my brain had a hemorrhagic stroke. The neurologist eventually determined that I had a cavernoma on the top of my brain stem between the ponds. They figure it had bled out slowly over several days, causing my stroke. The area of the bleed made it risky for surgery, so waiting and participating in a rehab program was the best healing moving forward. My rehab team was absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to telling you all about them and their work in another podcast. Waiting is not easy for me. I've discovered I'm a very impatient person. It took me a long time to even admit I had a stroke. Initially, I spent my days minimizing what had happened, almost brushing it off, saying I'd be back to work in a few weeks. Even while I was slurring my words, seeing everything in double, and couldn't walk independently. Initially, I was so stubborn that as much as I needed it, I refused the walker the physiotherapist wanted me to use. 
Instead, I got trekking poles with rubber bottoms, and my husband or daughter would always walk beside me to ensure I didn't fall. Acceptance came gradually, and so was my recovery. I wasn't able to rush either, as much as my previous busy self wanted to. There were lots of ups and downs and still are. I'm, I've realized I'm on this ride for life now, and I'm starting to learn to find joy and excitement in the mercurial twists, turns, and even the occasional loop-de-loop. Returning to work has been a long process, and despite finally accepting the new me, I still have a need to be busy and to give back to feel useful. I wrote a journal about my journey that ended up being a novel, but I still needed more. Recently, we had a family friend come over one evening and shared with us his adventures with running a podcast. Here's a shout out to Dan and his podcast, The Catholic Coaster. Well, the wheels started turning for my husband and I, and seven jars of hot pickled peppers was born. I'm the stroke survivor, and Ken is my greatest supporter, and sound tech, and recording tech, and website manager, and the list goes on and on. In coming episodes, we'll explore, from a survivor's perspective, the adventures of recovery and acceptance. We have lots of guests lined up to lend their expertise as well. Stroke is a serious business, but we wanted to add humor to our podcast because we all need a break and an opportunity to laugh along with the tears. Spoiler alert, we have a joke for you soon. Why the name? Seven jars of hot pickled peppers? That first day I started noticing symptoms, I was also able to tolerate much spicier food, such as my daughter's spicy curry. As my stroke progressed, I lost most of my sense of taste. Even now it is reduced, although I can usually tell what I'm eating, albeit very mild- mildly. One of the few foods I could taste was hot pickled peppers, the ones in the jars by the dill pickles in the grocery store. I absolutely love them. I put them on everything. I put them in everything. When I pull them out of the jar, I lick the fork after, or my fingers, when I'm in too much of a rush to grab a fork. I have even drunk the liquid out of the jar when I think no one's looking. It is so tasty to me, addictive. In less than three months, I consumed seven jars, some of them the supersized ones. I was really getting into writing my journal then, and the name just popped out at me. I still love hot pickled peppers. Much more time has passed since those initial seven jars. So much, I've lost count of how many we've gone through. It's well into the double digits now. I've learned many life lessons in that time and have found peace in accepting the new me. I have crappy days. I have good days. I'm still learning the new me and I still struggle with some of the changes brought on by my brain injury. Sometimes life is a roller coaster, but now sometimes it is the nice, easygoing and enjoyable carousel. And I'm on a tall chestnut colored horse with its head held high bravely cantering forward. So having a stroke is the ultimate knockout punch in the boxing ring. But just like Rocky said, it's how hard a hit you can take that defines you. Life can be hard, but keep getting up, keep trying, keep moving forward, 
even if it's only a millimeter at a time, it's going to be okay. Hey everybody, this is Ken, Christine's husband. I just wanted to let you know, while you were listening to Christine's monologue, you might have heard some snoring. That wasn't me. That was our geriatric dog that just refused to move off the couch during Christine's taping. Now it's time for Speak to the Tweet. As this is our first episode, we haven't received any tweets yet. So please tweet us, and on a future podcast, we'll speak to the tweet. Our address is at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s. This week's joke of the week. Now, for our first joke of this podcast. What kind of fish performs brain surgery? Give up? A neurosturgeon. I know, bad for our first joke, but uh, heads up, they'll probably all be groaners. But you know what? I'm just so thankful that the doctors in my condition were able to give me time to heal instead of surgery. No fish doctor for me. Now it's time for this week's Stroke Link. Hey, Christine, how are you today? I'm good, Ken. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, too. Hey, you know, this week I was uh, surfing around online. Um, Did you know that in Canada, you can find all kinds of information if you simply type into Google Heart and Stroke Foundation? I know. It's a wonderful resource. I've gone onto it lots of times, and there's a lot of different topics. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, once you're in the website, um, you can click on stroke, for example, um, and find lots of specific information regarding all kinds of stuff, strokes, uh, different kinds of strokes, all that sort of thing. That's right. There's a lot of different sections within the stroke section with even more information. Like you can click into types of stroke and there it describes the three major type of strokes people may experience. And from there you can click into even more links that give more information. Yeah, I found it to be a a, a really good resource. Um, You know, there's even resources there on the impacts that stroke can have on caregivers as well, which I personally kind of appreciated. I thought there was a lot of good information there. I bet. You know, we recommend that uh, uh, you guys check out this website, heartandstroke.ca. Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage at www.7jarsofhotpickledpeppers.com.
Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at 1-866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional. Lastly, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. So until next time, goodbye and good health.